Uh, welcome to Sequoia Cast, a podcast not about trees, but about uh, Disneyland, theme design, and everything in between. My name is Lars. My name is Neil. And today we're talking about Disney's Las Vegas by Robert Venturi. Exactly as we promised last time. We probably will talk about Robert Venturi for every episode ever. This is now the Robert Venturi cast. We will just do an audio commentary on the fight between Tony Baxter and Robert Venturi. Ah, I want to see that movie. Robert versus Tony. <laughs> Season two of the Imagineering story is just six hours of uh, of uh, camera them security fighting. of them yeah. fighting. Ah, oh. yeah. Uh, I'd pay uh, good money for that. Couldn't we fi- find actors that look like them and like? No, 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 no. no. Really? We don't need actors that look like them. We just get people who are embody shape and, and build the same and then we just deep fake faces on or we just ask tony he will say yes and then of course we do like weekend at uh, venturi's <laughs> weekend <laughs> at Venturi. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we become grave robin <laughs> um but i would watch so if uh, anybody wants to make second see uh makes us if anybody wants to make a second cz ma jesus <laughs> fuck. Ah. if anybody wants to make a second cz uh hit us up, huh? <laughs> this and more words in this episode all right so uh disney's las vegas by robin venturi uh a hotel for euro disneyland that was never built um, like we said next time, uh, I know things. <laughs> I, I know things about it. Like we said last time, the Avenue Paul Cerami. That's how it's called, yeah. Yes. Hey, oh, oh, oh. Uh, it were there were supposed to be giant neon boards. Yes. Of Mickey, uh, of Mickey Pluto, Minnie, Tony. Yeah, a giant neon giant. sign of Tony Baxter. And at the end, on above the hotel, a giant neon Robert Venturi. <laughs> Fist fighting. Uh, fist fighting uh, himself. Yeah. Because he's his own worst enemy. <laughs> Every architect is its own worst enemy, and I guess. Indeed, uh, yes. No, so let's uh, start with a bit of information. Ooh, information. <laughs> no, just imagine it's 1988. Um the Berlin Wall is still fully erected. You just watched the trailer of Back to the Future 2. And more importantly, there, there was this idea called Euro Disneyland Hotels. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable architects, see if they could become something more, see if they could work together when we needed them to, to design the buildings they never could. Eastern Sunday, 1988, in a little town called... Manhattan, a team assembled. Robert A.M. Stern, Michael Graves, Stanley Tigerman, Frank Gehry, and Robert Venturi. Tigerman. <laughs> half tiger, half architect. Now in cinemas. <laughs> uh, who is Tigerman? Tell me more about Tigerman. I want to know everything about Tigerman. <laughs> On the next episode of Sequoia Cast, the full episode, <laughs> the, the about Tiger, Tiger Man, Man episode. Who is he? What does he do? 
So no, just like uh, like all the other names, they're all very important postmodern architects uh, that worked on uh, the the Euro Disneyland uh, hotel area. Um, uh, which one did Tiger Man do? He worked uh, on Santa Fe together mm, with Santa Fe Tiger Man. <laughs> Lots of tigers in Santa Fe. Where, where is Santa Fe? And it's not like I know where Santa Fe is. So what? Ah, the real Santa. Ja, yeah, it's in America. Er is Santa Fe in Tenerife. It's probably not that Santa Fe. There's not as many cars there. I don't know if they have cars in Tenerife. Can they drive in Tenerife? Can they, they, they drive on giant canary birds? <laughs> Soar into the sky. Drive on birds. All right. They drive on birds. That's how birds work. You drive a bird. The next you rendition of Soren coming to Discoveryland, Disneyland. Sorry, over driving the on birds. Um, but maybe more importantly, how did Disney get this team together? Because those are names that you that having them on one team is quite special because yeah, yeah, yeah all of the names are are it's like uh you would build a disney attraction and you have uh, tony baxter and uh joe rody and walt disney working together on the on the same attraction it's uh, it's an it's an unbelievable team and it came about because uh robert stern one of the one of the architects on the team uh, was visiting Burbank to review some of his projects he was doing for uh, Walt Disney World. So Robert Ames Stern is the architect of the Newport Bay Hotel in Disneyland mm -hmm. Paris. And he also designed uh, um, Disney's Yacht Club uh, Resort in Walt Disney World that looks quite similar to uh, Newport Bay. Amongst yeah, other buildings uh, he did for uh, Walt Disney World. What you were going to say? What, what? And that he has a thing with water, apparently. Ports, yachts. <laughs> Maybe you just uh, should have <laughs> built boats. There is a boat in front of the yacht club. In uh, well, it's a yacht club. One would presume there are boats at the yacht club. Yes. Yeah. Ma yeah. yeah uh, mm. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. I'll give you that one. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. It's a point. So he was he was um, visiting uh, uh, Burbank and on his way out he wanted to see uh, Wing Chow and Peter Rummel who were in-house architects of uh, Walt Disney Imagineering and who were working on the Euro Disney master plan. So they were laying out where are the hotels going to be, where are the uh, parks going to be and stuff. Uh, Robert Stern looked at it and his um, comment was that the Euro Disney master plan looked like a subdivision of Orange County, uh, which wasn't the biggest compliment because he was very opposed uh, to modern suburban towns. Uh, ah, because I thought he was going saying you look like it looks like an orchard <laughs> of oranges, <laughs> which was pretty confusing. All the hotels were uh, were trees. The, the parks were or trees. Hammocks in between the trees. Just sleepy. <laughs> uh, no, it so it, it looked like a, like a, 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 a modern suburban town, which isn't a, a big compliment if you are a uh, postmodern architect or just uh, an architect in general. An architect in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh, the the thing with uh, is modern suburban towns is that all the similar functions are grouped together. 
Um, so all hotels are put together in the same zone, all the, the parks are put together in the same zone, the shops are put together in the same zone, and there aren't real any real good connection in between the different zones. Um, people uh, have to take the car to get around. So, so if you live in a suburban, uh, a suburban town and you want to go shopping, you have to get out of the house, get in your car, drive to the shops, opposed to like what we have in Europe, in almost uh, uh, every big city or every town, is that all those um, functions are blend, blend uh, over in each other. I, for example, live in, in, in Ghent, as you know, in Belgium, and I can just... Ghent. Ghent. <laughs> I can just um, walk outside and uh, go uh, buy food to uh, buy clothes, to buy food, to buy a TV, um, which isn't possible in, in, in a suburban town because of the no. very strict uh, separations. I, I went outside today and <laughs> I didn't find a store. I found a uh, bar full of hippies <laughs> called the Earth Oasis. I don't know what it was. It might have been a place where people go to do naughty things because that's kind of what it looked like. The so Earth I was Oasis. Afraid. <laughs> the Earth Oasis, yeah. yeah. And I, so I just uh, r ran away. And I was almost hit by uh, a 70-year-old hippie in a van. <laughs> was it a bar or was it the new expansion for Disney's Animal Kingdom? Earth Oasis. <laughs> Coming to Animal Kingdom. I was almost hit by Joe Rody. <laughs> uh, I, I should have just stayed in the road. I, I want to be hit by Joe Rody in a van. <laughs> it's one of my biggest dreams. I, I'm pretty sure you can't get hit by Joe Rody in a van. The, he doesn't need to honk. You just hear he the rambling the of the... Of the he <laughs> does not move by car. He's enlightened. He <laughs> floats everywhere on the canary. Yes, yeah. On the, he drives <laughs> a canary. In the, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so uh, Robert Amstrom visited uh, Burbank and had some strong opinions about what was going to be Euro Disneyland. Um, you have to know it's 1988, so it's four years before the park will officially open on. 12th of April 1992 and the uh, the um, the master plan wasn't nearly finished and and uh, Wing Chao just uh, knew they had to do something quick and he wanted to have the opinion of more than one architect he wanted to to uh, and then Michael Eisner wanted to assemble a team of postmodern architects to just roast their plan and to to discuss the plan and, and build the best thing they could for Euro Disneyland. It was very important for them that it was quality because it was Europe. Um, the French are very sophisticated. Our towns look very different than an American town. Eh? Like Los Angeles is built for a car. Um, Walt Disney World, if you want to go from one park to the other, you need to go get on a bus, on a tram, on a boat, on a car. Um, and, and, and on a bird. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on a bird. <laughs> Coming to Walt Disney World next year, <laughs> drive Canaries. your own birds. It's basically flight of passage bet between parks. But real. <laughs> um, flight of passage is real. <laughs> uh, and and uh, they wanted to have the opinion of, of all those great names. And Wing Chao knew there was that same evening a dinner hosted by Elizabeth McMillan, an editor of Architectural Digest. And the, 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 uh, the dinner included Gary, Stanley Tigerman, Mike Rotondi, and Robert Stern. So 
quite a good company to let your uh, let your stuff be uh, roasted uh, to 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 roast your uh, master plan. So they uh, they called up uh, uh, the editor um, uh, and and asked if they could uh, hijack the uh, the dinner. So they they they. Uh, Changed uh, the dinner from uh, from where it was supposed to be in Rebecca's, a restaurant in Venice Beach, designed by Frank Gehry, who was one of the uh, one of the guests of the dinner, and they removed it to uh, one of the Imagineering buildings uh, in in Glendale, California. That, of course, is uh, Michael Eisner's uh, version of the story. There is also an article that states that it was. Uh, Robert Stern's dinner, and they just hijacked it, couldn't get track of Robert Stern, and uh, replaced his dinner without him knowing. So that's another version of the story, which is a little bit more funnier. Imagine uh, uh, having a dinner party <laughs> with friends, uh, like the Disney CEO, changing its location. <laughs> uh, no dinner tonight, we <laughs> built a theme park. <laughs> what a good impression of my life. I don't yes, know why, uh, we why make he sounded like <laughs> Italian. Uh, we make a theme park. Uh, but the but food wasn't if Italian. An Italian <laughs> if was an Italian buys, uh, builds a theme park, they would have better food. <laughs> uh-huh. It was uh, Chinese food they had on the dinner uh, from a restaurant in Studio City named Feng Lum. But, Neil, if you ever plan to have a very important uh, brainstorm with uh, with creative people you uh, unfortunately can't go to uh, Feng Lum anymore because it's uh, it's out of business so uh, you uh, if you have creative stuff to do uh, you'll have uh, to go somewhere else. a sponsor either mm, yeah that's sad. Uh, Feng Lum uh, if, if, the <laughs> if the boss is still <laughs> alive owner, uh, and you want to give us sponsors. a dollar or something yeah um, so they, they they ordered takeout from this restaurant, which is a it's a very good restaurant. It's not a <laughs> cheap takeout. Let's have these architects over and have cheap takeout. Uh, uh, let's order Domino's. And uh, and and they they uh, start discussing this master plan for Euro Disneyland for five hours. Uh, uh, and 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 Elizabeth McMillan, the editor, uh, gave up her dinner party. Um, on the condition that she could be there and just watch all these architects at work, basically roasting... Yelling at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roasting uh, the Disney plan. So roasting, that's uh, what they ate too. They roasted the plan and then they ate the plan. Team <laughs> <laughs> park. No, I, think it, 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 I think it's a very nice beginning of a story when you just hijack a dinner and, 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 and uh, ha- have some architects... Uh, roasting uh, your plans uh, but of course the plans isn't the plan isn't finished on five hours so they agree to assemble uh, because of course my my first little text was a reference to marvel so they assembled a few uh they assembled. a few that's weeks what architects do they assemble things what that's what architects do they assemble things aha uh-huh. yeah we built the houses ourselves they, they built yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else what else do you do <laughs> that, that's what you do right being depressed or stuff. Uh, sorry. Um, so they they um, assembled a few weeks later in uh, Manhattan on an Eastern Sunday for a brainstorm, and they they used the original uh, master plan. The, uh, the the company was called PBR. They used that master plan as a base, and then um, 
uh, they, they used it as a base for their own design. So they they reflected their um, postmodern ideas on this uh, uh, basically suburban town uh, ID. So they organized the hotel and the entertainment districts around the central lake. Yeah? So the five hotels are all around the central lake that's now mm-hmm, called... Yeah. Lake Disney used to call, used to be called Lake Buena Vista. It's not lo- it's not called Lake Buena Vista anymore. No. <laughs> I've never heard it. Uh, Welcome to 2020. To by any other name <laughs> by um Lake Disney. You. Just think I think uh, you're the only one I talk about uh, fucking lakes in in Disney park. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. I think I call it Lake Disney sometimes. I don't know. Uh, like Buena Vista is is, is a more beautiful name. It I certainly think. is. Um, so they organized the hotels and the entertainment district, which is now uh, called, of course, Disney Village, around the central lake. Um, and, and and they they made sure there was a strong connection between these hotels, which were in the original plan plan uh, completely separated you have you had to take your car or, or, or other means of transportation so now you could go on foot or by foot to um to the to the theme parks which is still very unique to disneyland paris uh because like for example walt disney world mm-hmm. uh if you you're standing off property you're sleeping in a hotel you could if, if your hotel has a shuttle to walt disney world it's basically uh, it's 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 the same kind of uh, yeah. luxury of making your way around the parks. Uh, then then you would sleep on property in Disney. It's it it changes everything because you could just have a uh, depending on the hotel you're staying at a, a five minute walk, a two minute walk, a twenty minute walk, and you're in your parks. You don't yeah. have to go on a well, train or car. Uh, except for Davy Crockett, right? Yeah, That's yeah. But surprisingly the far off. Not that far off, but... And doesn't have a shuttle for some... St- I don't know yeah, which reason. it's weird. Like, they they have a, a, a fleet of buses that's, that's bigger than most uh, cities in America in Walt Disney World, but we can't have three uh, <laughs> or four. I've got an idea, so... We catch ourselves a bunch of canaries. <laughs> uh huh. Go on. Yeah, and and yeah, we drive them over there. I don't know. But the how canary are shuttle. canaries related to David Crockett? Just, like, just can't we hat. catch a bunch of raccoons hat. and ride those? Uh, like a dog sled, yes. Yeah. I like your thinking. Or just breed giant raccoons. If they can if breed, breed giant turkeys for those damn turkey them legs with bears. Yes. So we can have a rebear bacoon. I don't know. You'll think about it. <laughs> or we just don't think about it. It's probably a just, bad right? We just don't <laughs> think about interbreeding uh, species. <laughs> um. So the 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 this amazing team of uh, architects. Um, uh, came up with the the, the current uh, plan, master plan for uh, Euro Disneyland, which looks very similar to the original uh, suburban town uh, 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 master plan, 
but with these uh, postmodern ideas. And when this was complete, Michael Eisner wanted, uh, so it, everything had to be really quick. They were really late already, sort of late, getting late to the party. And uh, he started a competition to design the Disney hotels for Euro Disneyland. All the architects had three weeks. They, um, they had to come together at, at the end of the three weeks and present their ideas for uh, the hotels. It's weird that you're holding a competition for such well-known architects. <laughs> it's like you're doing something in, in the local paper for <laughs> children. But that's, You've that's got three weeks to make <laughs> something, kids. That's quite Quickly. common. Most of the museums or very book uh, public spaces are, are, are by a competition uh, where very big architecture or architecture firms design against each other to, to, to get to build the... It it also makes it I think it makes it um, more challenging. You have to really go for it. You're not the only one. It's not uh, oh I'm gonna pick you. You do your work. We build it. Whatever. No, you really yeah. have to go for it. Architects only work when there's competition involved. That's of what course. you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Lazy bunch of people. Um. So people. this competition. Uh, <laughs> what? Let's take the term people loosely, <laughs> yeah. Ali. Beings. Beings. Enlightened of, beings. beings Angels. Concepts and cement. And <laughs> <laughs> um, this competition, of course, resulted in the hotels we have today. Uh, um, uh, in Disney's Hotel New York by Michael Grace, Disney's Sequoia Lodge by Antoine Grunbeck, the only Sequoia. French architect uh, on, 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 the, on the team, uh, Disney's Newport Bay by Robert Stern. Uh, Disney's Hotel Chien, also by Robert Stern. Disney's Hotel Santa Fe by Antoine Predoc. Uh, and the Disneyland Hotel, uh, the Disneyland Hotel that eventually replaced Disney's Las Vegas by Robert Venturi, because some of the Imagineers weren't very happy with the hotel. One question. Where's Tiger Man? Uh, he worked on uh, Santa Fe. But... Like the main it's architect the main was, dude. yeah, the, the, the main architect was Antoine Predoc. Too bad. I, I don't see him too often uh, being uh, being related to the hotel. It's only here and there on the internet. So it's mainly Antoine Predoc. He, Antoine Predoc is also from, from New Mexico and Santa Fe grew up there. So I think he's the main... Uh, main guy that's why there aren't any tigers in santa fe <laughs> aha because uh tiger man is from uh india yeah and uh, live, don't all, they? all the I other no architects on tigers. all the other architects on the team were of course called uh, antoine car antoine ufo uh, because that's how that's how architecture works your Design, name has to be they take something from their name and they base their entire life and their entire personality around that one word and that's why disneyland is called disneyland children ah uh, indeed aha <laughs> proves my point um so all these architects uh, some of them are uh, related to the the subject uh, of the, the team of the hotel like antoine perdoc is from um santa fe Antoine Grunbeck is French. He's making a Sequoia Lodge. So he's, he isn't that related to uh, to the subject. He made there a... are trees in France too. <laughs> uh, uh. 
and I don't know why you sounded Italian. We lost all our French followers. Not that we have some, but we don't, we don't <laughs> have oh. any. If somebody listens to this, please send us a message. Like I, I, I want one message. <laughs> Just somebody one that message. says, ah, I, I listened this far. Uh, and uh, not either our parents or <laughs> uh, one of our friends. We, we make that we, <laughs> we make listen to this this whatever this is so you you guys don't count if you want something someone <laughs> we do not know some stranger on the internet who <laughs> got lost and got into this this dark corner of whatever podcasting maybe we just like just have to promise something to the first person that 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 sends us an email just to just to know that somebody is out um, there man <laughs> What can we get? Well, I uh, around me, I have a uh, <laughs> can of deodorant. You can have my can of deodorant. Uh, I uh, I'm deodorant. currently sitting in my jungle of a living room, so I can give you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you are sitting <laughs> in your jungle of. Is Tiger Man there <laughs> in the jungle? Uh, what can we He's give? He's been living in your closet. Mm. We can give an. Uh, I have a, an old packet of gum. A pack of gum. Uh, uh, There's a giant board of pins in front of me, uh, but you can't have any of those. Those are mine. Uh, Hands off. I guess we will never know if like one person in the world is no. listening to this. But you can have a piece of confetti on the 25th <laughs> anniversary of Disneyland Paris. Oh, <laughs> psych! I'm not giving that away. Uh, I promise him and uh, an, uh, 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 him or her and. Uh, a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know which t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> I'll design it myself, and I'm not a designer of a of. A, I'm not an illustrator, but you get a t-shirt. The you first t-shirt. The first person who ever sent us an uh, an email or a message or a or a, a letter. Or faxes. Yeah. Or telegram. Uh, canary. Communicate with us, please. Yes. Yeah. And then Friends you get a, don't count. you get an undisclosed uh, t-shirt. Maybe it's with my we head up, <laughs> just smiling. We're already bribing people. Jesus yes. Christ. Um, uh, we were talking about... You'll get a t-shirt with a big yellow canary on it. Yes. <laughs> a big yellow canary and Robert Venturi's face. All right, no, but... Um, Hotels. When we posted our first episode, I finally got why people were always saying uh, to like and subscribe. I was always like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I watch your thing. <laughs> What's your problem? Now I get like, ah, they have to know that we are watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, subscribe, uh, hit our uh, notification. Uh, we have uh, Twitter. The Twitter is called uh, the Sequoia Gang. At Gang Sequoia Plugs. <laughs> Where we post uh, imagineering we post facts that, that don't get noticed yeah. unless they're by some miracle in the universe retweeted by someone known and then people lose their minds over <laughs> it. but for the most part we just uh, die with only likes by ourselves but rightly so <laughs> very rightly very so. very deserved I, I don't even like our posts so. no that's true yeah all right so we were talking we were about hotels Talking about, uh, yeah, the, the, the different hotels that were built for uh, your Disneyland. Um, so, uh, we were talking about Antoine Perdoc, he's from uh, Santa Fe. We were talking about Antoine Grunbach, he's not from uh, Montana or 
What? It's not from the woods. <laughs> it's not from the woods. But Robert Venturi, he's not from Las Vegas, but if you ever... N- what? That Robert's a liar if he's not <laughs> from, from Las Vegas. Um, if you would have to choose somebody to design a Las Vegas building... Elvis. <laughs> Even better than Elvis, way better than Elvis probably, it would be Robert Venturi. It, it's not just a random architect assigned to a team. Um, it's very logical that this man is designing a Las Vegas-themed hotel. Um, Robert Venturi is also not just your regular architect. Um, it's one of the most original talents in the contemporary architecture. One of the one of the most important architects in the 20th century. Uh, he's a writer, a teacher, an artist, a philosopher, as well as an architect, of course. Um, his second important writing, his second uh, book or, or manifest, or however you want to call it, is called learning from Las Vegas. Um, Las Vegas back then was regarded as a, as a non-city, uh, just an outgrown of a strip, uh, architecturally not important. Um, uh, like I said, it, not even regarded as a city, just some commercial stuff being in the middle of the desert. Um, just a landing strip with neon around it. Yes, exactly. Just some some outgrowth of a strip and Robert Venturi was the first person together of course with uh, with with his wife and associate Denise Scott Brown and um, Steven Eisenhower to do this kind of research about uh, Las Vegas he he led the studio together with uh, Denise Scott Brown and Steven Eisenhower and Elvis what and Elvis yeah he was also <laughs> there, there he is <laughs> there is Elvis Presley he was uh, was one of uh, Elvis Presley was one of the uh, students of Robert Venturi at the Yale University. Indeed, he was. <laughs> now, so he led a studio at Yale University of Architecture in 1968 um, about the Las Vegas trips. They they took research trips uh, to uh, Las Vegas to really analyze what Las Vegas is, how the how the buildings work, what's the typography of the of the signs, how the street lamps work, how the sequence of buildings work, um, what what's the meaning of these parking lots um and what and is the uh, meaning of this parking lot to park your car robert <laughs> that is how parking lots work. yeah but the the way um las vegas is built like the need for a car like how it's built for a car not for pedestrians um and 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 like the the the, the car is, is is put on a pedestal uh the very hard to Get your car <laughs> if you have to park it on a pedestal. Firstly, how do you get it on the pedestal? You, you, secondly, you use yellow canaries to, to lift it lift up it. on, Aha. The, on okay, the pedestal. Yeah. Um, Logical. <laughs> um, no, like uh, in, in Las Vegas, the, the buildings are, are um, pushed away from the road. Uh, there is a setback from the road. And, and in front, uh, the, 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 the buildings are hidden behind rows and rows of cars. So the cars are really important for, for Las Vegas. It's a really um, strange typography um, for a city. And it's, it's the very first time that somebody really analyzes this stuff and, 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 and sees beauty in, in, in this um, in in this kind of things, um, it's beauty in parking lots, mm, concrete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the, the first version of Learning from Las Vegas was called uh, The Importance of AMP Parking Lots Learning from Las uh -huh. Vegas. So it's... It, um, and of course, it was a um, learning from Las Vegas is also a a critique on modernism uh, because, of course, Robert Venturi is depends on how you look at it. Is the very is a, is the first uh, postmodern architect. Um, some people say he isn't a postmodern architect because he was the very first one. Like Marx said, he wasn't a Marxist. In the same way, Robert Venturi isn't a postmodern architect. He was a pre-modern architect. But it was just modern. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Just so um, he he his his uh, design philosophy really went against um, uh, uh, modernism, and and that uh, he made it clear with uh, or her, he explained it with the design principle of the decorated shed and the duck. I don't know if you know this concept. It's I know of sheds and I know of ducks. <laughs> Aha! <laughs> How these relate to either Robert Venturi, Disney or Las Vegas is uh, <laughs> completely unknown to me. So no, um, the, the design principle he explains in Learning from Las Vegas, uh, there's a very famous like little drawing of it that explains it with a little duck and a little shed with a... You can look it up if you just look up Robert Venturi decorated shed duck, you will find it. It's very... Very um, famous image, uh, but it means like the decorated shed is um, utilitarian design. Eh? The space and the structure uh, are at service of the program. Uh, the building uh, itself is just a ch is is uh, just a shelter without ornament. So it's just uh, a shoebox-like uh, building, um, uh, and and the space and the structure and and how the space looks is just at service of the program. Um, while in the duck, the form of the building explicitly explicitly tells the spectator what they will find inside. And the duck, uh, it's the the, the 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 name is based on a, on a shop in New York in the in, uh, in the shape of in uh, the shape of a duck. And inside the shop, you could buy duck yeah, eggs ducks. and ducks uh, rubber ducks or something. You could buy uh, stuff that had stuff to do with ducks. Yeah. Um, so the form of this building, the, the, the symbolic form of this building, a duck, uh, explicitly tells the spectator what, will, uh, what they will find inside. Space and structure and program are submissive to the overall symbolic form. So the form of these buildings are more important than space and structure and then program. You, you wiggle your way around it to make that symbolic form while a decorated shed um uh just shed and and spaces and structures are are uh, are at service of this program uh and and here it's the billboard that steals the attention it uh, tells a spectator what it needs to know in a, in a grotesque manner it screams at you the building itself like the the architectural uh, a screaming building <laughs> the, the, oh, how unsettling <laughs> the 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 little drawing of the decorated shed and the duck literally is a is a little building with a giant sign on it that says "I am a monument," so it's the it's a sign that tells you what's inside. Uh, it's it's uh, the sign will sell you um, uh, uh, blah 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 hotel vacancy. It it tells you everything. The the building itself doesn't matter at all. Just a shoebox building and all the signage tell you whatever you need to know. 
at the duck. Uh, in contrary, uh, um, the the building itself will tell you everything you will need uh, you will uh, need to know, and you actually won't need science to understand what the building is about. Uh, you have uh, a few very ugly buildings by uh, Frank Gehry that's just in the shape of binoculars and stuff. And is it a shop to buy binoculars? It's uh, trash, I guess. Uh, <laughs> then why is it, is it uh, in the shape of a trash bin? <laughs> Aha! Uh, no, so, we got so, you, Gary. So that's, the, that's the big difference between uh, the decorated chat and the duck. And, and he calls a lot of the modernist buildings ducks. So the 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 form, um, uh, the the form of the building uh, tells the spectator what he will find inside, and not, uh, yeah. I think I'm repeating myself, so I hope it's clear. For example, I understand. Uh, I have an example from the Disney parks. Unfortunately, unfortunately, in uh, our studio park in Paris, we have a decorated chat called Crush Coaster which is just a shoebox-like building, painted blue, painted some turtles on it. And I guess you need to know what's inside by reading the sign, crush coaster, blah, 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 roller coaster. The building itself doesn't tell you anything. It's just signage. Isn't the whole park just a, a giant shed? It's just uh, a park of giant cardboard boxes. <laughs> Tower of Terror isn't. Uh, the tower isn't. The rock and roller coaster kind of was. If there was the giant guitar on the front, it's just a giant. It's also roller. signed. It, uh, the rock and roller coaster is a perfect example of uh, of a decorated chat. It's just uh-huh. it's just uh, uh, a big shoebox like building, gray uh, gray uh, finishing on the on the facade, and in front a giant uh, uh, billboard that will tell you everything you need to know. It's a rock and roller coaster with Aerosmith. Um, but um, uh, like there, the, the, the billboard gives you every information, and the building doesn't matter whatsoever. Yeah. So that that that's what the decorated chat is, and that's um, what Las Vegas is just filled with. And um, chats. <laughs> yeah, with with giant billboards and neon. Uh, when I'm talking, I'm referring to Las Vegas in the podcast. In this podcast, it will always be the Las Vegas of 1960. Um, because of the Las Vegas of today uh, has a lot of uh, um, ducks. A lot of ducks. Yeah, it's uh, like the... Like Literal, it's infested with ducks. <laughs> and they're dangerous. They form gangs. They uh, steal your wallet. <laughs> they they, they stab um, people. They're really violent. <laughs> they killed all the canaries that were in, uh, yeah, yeah. in Las Vegas. The great uh, duck canary wars of 99. <laughs> Very bloody. No, so I'm. Um, uh, come if and steal I all your bread. <laughs> if I refer to Las Vegas, it will be always the 1960s Las Vegas. It's filled with decorated chat, where where the streets are just made of of buildings shoved from the street and 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 neon birds that tell you everything you need to know. So that's that's um, uh, uh, the design principle Robert Venturi explains in Learning from Las Vegas. Um, uh, and the book was a, was the result of the field studies in Las Vegas, uh, and it's one of the most important architectural writings of the 20th century, um, because it, it, he really started the postmodern movement, and and yeah.
Stuff like that. Stuff, stuff like that. We can Most talk important about books about architecture, that <laughs> and the Bible. <laughs> When you build a giant tower, you will not finish it because by the end you will all speak a different language. Because that's how architecture works. <laughs> Apparently. Empire State was very difficult to construct. <laughs> One day you're all American, the second day uh, a few Albanians, a few Italians. Really, really confusing. America in itself is made from immigrants, so <laughs> it's probably very accurate. They'll uh, tell you something else uh, today. <laughs> America is only made of real Americans. Uh, of course it is. Uh, go America. Don't alienate our fans, Lars. <laughs> uh, I mean... Um, We've already um, alienated the French, the Italian. <laughs> uh, previous episode, the uh, Chinese. I'm pr <laughs> pretty sure we're banned because of uh, mentioning Tiananmen Square. <laughs> And every other country with a decent taste. That leaves us uh, the Dutch. Uh, Luxembourg. <laughs> oh, we can still go get gas then in Luxembourg. Yeah, yes, we the gas station of a country. All right. Um, so I explained a little who Robert Venturi is, why he built um, the, the the Las Vegas Hotel, because Las Vegas is re really is his life. It's his philosophy. It's 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 everything. He uh, lives for shirts. <laughs> He's just um, like an Amish person. They <laughs> live for building sheds, man. He is a Quaker. Sheds and beards. By the way, not a Amish. He's a Quaker. Yeah, he's a oh. Quaker. In my head, Quakers are just Amish people who make cornflakes. <laughs> uh huh. For the longest time, I didn't know it was a religion. I just thought it was <laughs> it was a cornflakes brand because I just see Quaker oats. And I thought I, those are just. People in funny hats making <laughs> making cornflakes. <laughs> Little did, did I know it's a religion about. Oh, we didn't only scare away our uh, all the nationalities. <laughs> now also the but religions. All, but all the fans of cornflakes. <laughs> um, so um, let's talk about the hotel itself um, <laughs> a little. We've only uh, been talking for about uh, half an hour <laughs> to forty minutes, and we still haven't said anything about the park so let, let's begin where we all already touched a little bit upon in the in the last episode and was entering um the entering hotel Paris. um by car so so you have this uh grand avenue with the giant neon signs uh, if you haven't heard our last episodes it's uh it's um a very long wide avenue each side there are uh, very big neon signs of the of the of the uh disney f of, of disney figures that lead you to the hotel and visually lead the uh, the, the people that come to disneyland paris uh they, at the end of this avenue is uh now the disneyland hotel and if robert venturi had his way it would have been the castle at the end of this avenue now I think that this sequence of giant neon signs leading up to uh, to the Las Vegas Hotel, uh, just like in in Las Vegas, you you would um, ride through through like a, uh, a street full of neon on either side, very uh, thousands of of little neon signs and big neon signs that will lead you to the, the destination you will be. So I think. 
having the sequence sequence of uh, neon signs would work for uh, for for uh, Disney's Las Vegas if it wasn't <laughs> at that particular location. Yeah, and I think it would be very dated by now. I think by now they, they, the science wouldn't be there anymore because in this day and age, when you're driving up to a park with giant Las Vegas-like neon signs, I think people would, would see that as kitsch, yeah, and, which for, isn't a good thing. For the location, it, it, it was, I think it's... it's uh, and yeah, I think uh, the French people would have torn down the giant neon size <laughs> with their bare hands. When you um, proverbially, uh, let's say, rape the, 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 the surrounding <laughs> Parisian land. Um, according to Frank Gehry, uh, uh, French people love neon. So that's a fun fact, I guess. Uh, uh, was that meant to be a joke? Or is no, he, he really said that in an interview. French people oh. like neon. Okay. Uh, uh, he went to Paris and only saw the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> and for the rest of the trip, he was blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> Paris is the city of light. They must uh, love neon signs, don't they? So if uh, you go uh, with your car to Disneyland Paris, you drive down the road, you see these giant neon signs. I think it's a very good build-up for the hotel, not a very good build-up for the park, but for the hotel, I think it works yeah. very well. Um, you come closer and closer, you, you see the, in, in Robert Venturi's vision, you see the castle appearing. And then at the end of the street, on a roundabout, is a, is a giant sorcerer Mickey neon board that points its way to the right. And when you make that turn, you'll see the um, the facade of the of the Disney's Las Vegas Hotel. It's weird that the the signage wouldn't point you towards the park. <laughs> one would say main attraction, uh, but to one of the hotels. I think it would be really confusing. Yeah, but no, see if you pointing and they think he's pointing <laughs> to the park, let's follow the finger. No, but if you if you uh, if you're at that point of the street, you're. If you wanted to go to the park, you're already made your right turn. Ah, okay, yeah. It's uh, it's at the end of the street, so people who are at that roundabout are only there for, uh, for uh, Disney Las Vegas for a shot. or uh, to drop off some people at uh, at that gate over there, um, and then uh, we make that roundabout and we see uh, the the hotel. What I think is weird is that one of the things Robert Venturi thought was so um, uh, so words are difficult. Think of words, Lars. You're a big boy. You can use big boy (laughs) words. So uh, one of the things he thought was so interesting about Las Vegas was um, the cars and, and the parking lot and how you have these rows of cars in front of your building. But the parking lot of Disney's Las Vegas, and I think it might have been an, uh, an, uh, a rule by Disneyland to have this kind of parking lot, is just um, it alternates every row of cars with trees. But that's not, not the point of Las Vegas. So I think that's weird. That's like how, how most of the Disneyland Paris hotels parking lots are shaped. But it's very weird to go so against this um, yeah. Las Vegas uh, team. Uh, also, uh, something different than in Las Vegas is the, the, 
the, the side facade in Las Vegas is very important because that's the facade you see the longest. When you drive down the strip, you see the, the side the yeah, longest yeah. and then only when you pass by a building, you see the front for a very quick second. But the, the side facade of this hotel is obstructed by uh, trees. So the only important and only really visible facade is the front facade of the hotel. The shed. The shed. Yeah, no, the, the billboard with behind. Bill, with yeah. the, the billboard with the shed behind <laughs> it, of course. Built by real Amish people. <laughs> For authenticity. <laughs> what? <laughs> Didn't the Amish build uh, Las Vegas? I assume because it's Las Vegas built out of sheds that they would have hired Amish people. And we lost the Amish people. Yes, because they've, they've got uh, iPods and smartphones and computers <laughs> through which they can listen to podcasts. <laughs> I think it's the only uh, group of people we can insult without getting in trouble. Not that any of the other people listen, but... <laughs> we, oh. We'd like to assume oh. that one day people listen to this kind of thing. <laughs> When we're dead, probably. Um, so you see the facade, and the facade is like a it's a, a threefold. Eh? You first have the, the giant billboard with the name of the hotel. Then you have an ornate facade, and then the shoebox-like buildings that don't have any teaming on it. But not having any teaming on them is exactly the team <laughs> of uh, the hotel. No team is the team. <laughs> Walt Disney Studios. <laughs> The uh, the billboard in front has had a few different renditions. Uh, the hotel has ma- uh, has had a few different names. Very the the first one I think is very strange. Was then the the hotel was called Fantasia, and the theme of the of the of the neon signs would be Fantasia in the movie, which I think it's not the right place for that very ip very typical uh movie full of neon and <laughs> uh, las vegas yeah and it it, it, all, it also doesn't fit with the with the other names of the hotels of course fantasia yeah no um then the the next name the hotel had was disney stardust um which of course refers to the uh uh, Stardust Hotel and Casino, mm-hmm, yeah. a hotel in 1960s uh, Las Vegas, uh, upon which the facade was very obviously inspired. Um, so he didn't hide his inspiration, which is very beautiful. Commendable. Uh, and then we had the, the same billboard, with, but with a different name, and that was Disney's Las Vegas, which of course fits with all the other uh, hotel names. And... Um, is a is a very giant billboard um, uh, that that's like a, a copy of the of the Stardust logo, but with uh, an, a, another name on it. It's a, it's the same font. So what you have is a is a is in, in the Stardust font that you have Disney's Las Vegas, um, surrounded by an explosion of stars or Stardust, um, who flow over in the facade behind the billboard. So you have the, the giant billboard, an explosion of, of, of stars around it, and the bill and the, the facade directly behind it shows the same uh, stars as the billboard. And then in the center of this billboard, uh, behind the billboard, but in the center of this billboard, in the center of this of this building, towering above the billboard and the building is a uh, is a is a globe shooting from shooting up from behind. Um, 
the billboard, uh, just like the Stardust sign, but with a very important difference, standing on top of this globe, it's Mickey Mouse. Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Is a, so it's a Mickey Mouse holding a few of those uh, of those stars that are exploding in the in the billboard. Um, the building behind uh, be, the buildings behind this uh, this this ornate star facade are all shoebox-like buildings without any theming. Um, for me, and I'm pretty sure it's true, the Mickey Mouse placed on on top of the world is. Uh, is a, a, a comedic element, is a, is a joke from Robert Venturi because his work has a, a l- lots of jokes uh, uh, um, uh, in the design. Um, Robert Venturi wants to show Disney's power uh, right in the middle of the facade, elevated and on top of the world, the big boss of the Walt Disney Company, Mickey Mouse. And he's actually the CEO of the company. Uh all the other people are uh, just a facade. The real boss of Disney is an actual <laughs> sentient mouse. He's been living for almost a hundred years now. Um, That's the secret of their success. <laughs> the mind of a mouse. Is he also Sounds frozen? Like an epi- uh, no, a that's, movie, a movie. Yeah. that's a movie. That's a movie, yeah. Um, Sounds like an episode right out of the Twilight Zone. When mice rule the world. <laughs> and uh, um, Robert Venturi has a tendency to make jokes like this. Um, his, I think, very first building ever was a, a sort of a uh, retirement home, home for elder people, called the Guild House. And central, uh, s- s- placed central uh, in the facade on top of the building is a golden TV antenna uh, that doesn't work. But it was just a sculpture to show um, what the people living in the building were doing with their time, watching TV. So he built a golden TV <laughs> antenna um, to stand on top of this building. And behind it, where you can't see it, is a real TV antenna. Um, so it's just a joke from Robert Venturi. <laughs> there is a, an actual TV antenna. <laughs> yeah. Robert thought, we need another one. We need a golden one. <laughs> uh, what so a strange name for a retirement home, the guild house. Yes. What does a guild house have to do with people? It's not like they're actually from the Middle Ages, where guild houses were a thing. Maybe they grew up with the ancient mouse that is uh, the boss of the Walt Disney Company. Maybe they're all from the Middle Ages. Do people in America live for that long? I assume people in America get like to uh, 30 or something. I I didn't realize they were all from the Middle Ages. That would... Uh, it would be quite enlightening for the things uh, the boss of the country is doing at the moment. I, I would classify those as uh, medieval practices, but... Uh, <laughs> we're not only listening... <laughs> we're not only losing listeners now, but just humanity and common sense and... <laughs> It's all out of the door. If you're getting, uh, we're now a podcast about politics, <laughs> medieval politics. Do Americans live longer than 30 years? You will find out in the next episode. I highly doubt they do. <laughs> they all inject Coca-Cola into their bloodstream and uh, they uh, breathe McDonald's. That sounds about my life, but yes, I'm yeah, American. Uh, <laughs> Aha. Congratulations. Where's my green uh, card? 
uh, you can get your passport at the embassy. <laughs> ah, passports. Hmm. They say they have a, a very complicated test for citizenship. Uh, that's it. In checked, go read McDonald's. Okay. Not that we Belgians are any better. We just inhale actually good fries and we inject beer into our system. So, chocolate, uh, waffles. Sometimes, sometimes we uh, change the fries for chocolate or waffles. Yeah, yeah, for a bit of a variation, of course. <laughs> but real Belgian waffles, not the waffles you can buy in America that are called Belgian no, waffles. No, no, no. Uh, dear Ep- dear Epcot and Belgium. Food stand, food festival pavilion. If they are round, Please. you're doing it wrong. <laughs> and if they don't have the texture of real Belgian waffles, you're doing it also wrong. I don't care if your waffle iron is round. <laughs> Belgian waffles are not round. We do not know of the shape round. We have Everything round waffles, angular. but not like that. Not like thick. We've got lots of waffles. Yeah, it's we, Belgium. But Think of a shape. We've got a waffle for it. But the real, the classic Belgian waffle is not round. Um, it's like that one time oval. Uh, Belgium won against America in the World Cup. And it was a trend on Twitter where um, <laughs> Americans were uh, smacking waffles onto the streets and pouring out Belgian beer. Uh, jokes on them. Those were ego waffles. They are the least Belgian thing ever. <laughs> and if you're pouring Belgian beer <laughs> on the street in America, you've probably spent way too much money on that beer. So uh, <laughs> and you're fueling our economy. So uh, thank you, America. <laughs> we could some f- we could use some fuel in our economy right about now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so yeah. we just okay. Uh, new World Cup. We just play <laughs> America. We win because. Of course, I I don't. They they call uh, football by wrong name, so uh, <laughs> why would they win? Uh, and just let them buy beer and actual waffles, not American waffles, and uh, the the crisis is solved. <laughs> Corona crisis is solved. This it will give us the, ve- the 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 medication to. Yeah, I should just become a politician. What am I doing with my life? Neil 2020. I, uh, I, I seem to have way better plans than every other politician. Because they don't have a plan. But uh, a while ago, I uh, recall we were talking about a hotel. Ah. <laughs> All right. Mm. Um, so, for me, the building got... So now you just have a... Uh, Las Vegas hotel. Everything we said uh, until now is uh, um, a Las Vegas hotel. Sure, if you like the team Las Vegas, it's probably uh, it would have been a, a nice addition to the. And if you're Elvis, <laughs> if you're Elvis, you could it. have a, a place to to sing each night. Um, but it's just a, a Las Vegas hotel. What, for me, what really makes it interesting, if you start researching it, in regard to place, uh, placenessness. Uh, placenessness is a is a vague term. So I'll uh, I'll give two. Uh, it has a, a lot of different definitions. So I'll give two definitions, if you would like that, Neil. I would love nothing more. <laughs> give me your definition. So Marc Auger is a, is a, a French anthropologist uh, calls a non-place, an, a non-place, um, spaces a where... Non-place. Oh. <laughs> 
Spaces where concerns of relations, history and identity are erased. Hotel, uh, for example, hotel rooms, airports, supermarkets and uh, rooms like that. So um, uh, like an airport, every airport in the in the, the world feels the same. It's concrete and steel and shiny. And, Indeed it is. And a supermarket in Ghent is the, sa the, is the same supermarket as I can find in Paris. And um, it doesn't have its own identity, its own history. Michael Sorkin, an architectural and urban critic, uh, describes placelessness as a lack of stable relationship with the physical and cultural geography of the place. So, so when you don't um, see a connection between your context and the, the building you're building. For example, also uh, a lot of hotels, uh, a motorway. Motorway looks exactly the same in, 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 all, in the whole country. Um, so those those places don't have their own sense of identity. They are the same as as, as everywhere. And isn't then a Disney park in general kind of sort of placeless? Yes. In so the the resort, uh, for example, your Disneyland and um, the hotel Disney's Las Vegas have a very different approach. Uh, when you look at uh, when you look in regard to placelessness, eh? the the resort is like an an American bastion in the middle of these French farm fields. Um, so it's 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 very American. You just put an American American castle middle, uh, not castle. That's because yes, because American. Americans have castles. <laughs> you just put an American fort in the middle of basically what is it? Is an American fort in the middle of of French beet fields, but what makes it his relationship, uh, the relationship of the resort to its context, is that you feel Europe in every design decision, uh, the landscape architecture, the sense of arrival, uh, in, uh, which we talked about in the last episode. Indeed, we did. Um, the food culture, well, what the food used to be in Disneyland Paris. Um, uh, like, like we, we, we have to get, we have to have better food and battle ta uh, battle uh, better table service in the resort because battle tables, <laughs> better table service in the, the tables resort. are aggressive. They're <laughs> fighting each other. <laughs> What's happening? Um, so you feel Europe in all these decisions. Uh, uh, our resort is the first resort to have to have alcohol in it because it's a very European thing to 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 have wine been <laughs> to have wine with your. Um, with your meal, um, the stories they tell—they're very European. Eh? You, well, you had the uh, Space Mountain, the La Terre à la Lune. Eh? It's a European story. You had the Visionarium with Jules Verne and and and, and A. G. Wells. It's all European. So you 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 have a very American thing, but all these um, design decisions relate to where it is. It's in Europe, and it has to be sophisticated and. Um, the resort is a mixture of this of European art, uh, the European sophistication, and this grand American uh, expression. Uh, like the the artistry in the in the in the whole resort is above and beyond anything you can see in the American parks. The, the main street, the detailing is just so beautiful. The 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 glass and let uh, the, the 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 windows are amazing much more sophisticated much more beautiful than in america because you're in paris and and you have this big um uh, 
use well, words. Like, <laughs> you can do it. You have this 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 big contester. Uh, 30, kilometer, 30 kilometers down the road is Paris with the most beautiful buildings and the most beautiful art and the Louvre is filled with just amazing things. So you can't do less. You have to do beautiful things. So mm -hmm, yeah. it relates to the, the, the resort, relates to France, to Europe in its sophistication, yeah, in its yeah. artistry. Um, which which is weird because it, it certainly is. All, everything you say is very true. When we went to Walt Disney World, the castle wasn't as beautiful as our castle. And I think the main street was good, but I think it lacks, certainly in the yeah. details, ours is better. But when, I'm, when, when I was telling people I was going to go to Walt Disney World, most of the people that have been to America or to an American uh, Disneyland or Walt Disney World... The ultimate, oh yeah, but once you've been there to an American theme park, uh, Disneyland Paris will be will be nothing, which I think is very weird. But were those people that were into theme park design or just... Uh, no, those were just yeah. people. People that uh, go for the rides. Probably, yeah. So you have more rides, so yeah. it's better. You have which I better rides in Disney World. There are... There are th yeah. the amount of better rides is bigger because you have a, a giant uh, place that's twice the size of Manhattan, so you 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 it's filled with more stuff. But the place making is so much better in Europe. The 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 way they thought about sidelines, the way they thought about uh, yeah the details. It's it's. Like they say, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. So uh, <laughs> when you're doing something, you better do it better. Yeah. Well, the studios. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um. So so that's it's a that shot. It's decorated <laughs> shot. It's art. It's architecture. So that that's how our resort, our Euro Disney Resort, our Disneyland Paris Resort creates its own identity. They just they didn't just uh, put an American park here. Um, it's different, it has its own identity because it's in Europe, because of its context. Now, the hotel is not French, it's not European, it's not sophisticated, it's not about art, it's very Las Vegas. It's a Las Vegas simulation in every way, shape and form. The sequence, getting there um, with your car, the shoebox design, the giant billboard, the, um, it's all very Las Vegas. Yet, there is no lack of relationship with this context. But the hotel chooses a whole different context to relate to. And it finds a balance between full immersion, because um, when we ignore the parking lot for a second, it's a very good um, interpretation of the Las Vegas architecture. It's a very good uh, rendition of a, of a Las Vegas building. Um, so it, so it delivers on full immersion, but it makes very, very strong references to its context. And the context is not French, it's not European, it's Disneyland. And that's how this hotel creates its identity. You're not in Las Vegas. You're not in Disneyland. You're in Disney's Las Vegas, a place that could fit easily in Las Vegas. It's a, it's a Las Vegas building. You could put it yeah. right in Las Vegas. 
it's not Disneyland because it's Las Vegas, but it fits right in in Disneyland. Maybe not in the place it was intended to be built, but it fits right into. So he manages to have something that fits perfectly in Las Vegas, perfectly in Disneyland. But uh, um, there, there's still full immersion in the place where it is. It fits in both and it's it just right. And um, uh, it's very unique because the, the, all, the other, all the other hotels break with both extended and micro context. So if you look at uh, the Sequoia Lodge, you, um, you don't feel exactly like you. It, it's a very good hotel. Um, and placelessness is not, it's not really uh, a factor to decide which, if it's a good hotel because you would want full immersion. Um, but you don't feel in Disneyland, which is a good thing. In Sequoia Lodge, you don't see um, mm -hmm. Disney figures everywhere. Uh, they're all very subtle. They're on signs or there's Chip and Dale walking around. But it's very... Um, uh, the, the, the style of the national parks. And... and um, that's what I think is so amazing about this hotel that he that he managed to get this context in without breaking this immersion of Las Vegas. Of course, it's maybe the only property uh, Las Vegas uh, where it's possible to do such a thing, because if you would put uh, giant uh, Mickey Mouse carvings in uh, yeah. in in Sequoia Lodge, it it would be awful. But in, in Disney's Las Vegas, it fits so good that everything is Disney. Yeah, you could just put a giant billboard of Mickey Mouse in Las Vegas and it would fit in Yeah, perfectly. But I think if you would have given a lot of designers, and uh, including ourselves, if we had to come up with a Las Vegas hotel for a Disney park, I'm pretty sure that almost every one of them won't go as ballsy with the Disney team as Robert Venturi. There would be uh, little signs, uh, neon signs with Mickey and, 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 and little references, but Robert Venturi just went for it. It's, you're in Disneyland, you're in Las Vegas, welcome to Disney's Las Vegas. It's such amazing that he, that he made that move because other other people would be like oh but that's not las vegas and you have to have las vegas and full immersion in las vegas and this is not las vegas but it works so well because it's las yeah. vegas but you're still in disneyland yeah but it's it, it's it's quite easy i think to put the disney references in without breaking with the yeah, las vegas yeah. spirit because you can if i'm driving through las vegas uh, and I see a giant billboard with Mickey Mouse in it and a hotel with tons of kitschy uh, Disney references in a very Las Vegas style, I I would buy it 100% mm -hmm. that that's yeah. just a, a Las Vegas theme because, of course, if anywhere in the world there's a giant Mickey Mouse pointing to something, <laughs> it'll probably be Las Vegas. Or uh, Michael Jackson's Backyard. Which is Las is, isn't Las Vegas Michael Jackson's backyard? Uh, isn't Disneyland Paris Michael Jackson's backyard for the for the good <laughs> year? Uh, let's not go there. 
he was a resident. He was a resident, <laughs> yes. He was he was many things, Michael. <laughs> a musician, a resident. There is there's one thing where um one big thing where um where the hotel breaks with uh full immersion. Um where it loses authenticity and that's that's the problem with Elvis Presley, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> and that's the problem with uh, with with every of the Disney hotels, and that's the perfection of the simulation. It's a simulation of Las Vegas. It's not Las Vegas, but it's a perfect, fantastical simulation of Las Vegas. Um, uh, Disney demands a clean, stylized, and near perfect version of Las Vegas. Uh, when you enter this hotel, when you drive up the sequence and you feel yourself in Las Vegas, you see the billboards and you enter the hotel, you won't encounter uh, mafia or drugs or alcohol or gambling problems. So, it's, imagine <laughs> it, it's something. Um, the, the 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 simulations in a Disney park are always fantastical, are always clean and 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 stylized and a perfect perfect version of what it version of what it could be, but. Gambling is such an important part of, of Las Vegas and, and partying and, and, and uh, I don't know, being drunk and stuff. Is, uh, so, but you won't encounter that there. So do you think it's important to have full immersion in every sense? Or do you think it's better not to build a Las Vegas hotel? Wait, uh, what would you rather not build a Las Vegas hotel or build a Las Vegas hotel without all these very important elements of the Las Vegas experience? Because if, if and I'm assuming there won't be any casinos in the hotel, there isn't a lot of information about the hotel um, because it was never built um, in favor of the Disneyland hotel, but I'm assuming Spoilers. there won't be gambling places and casinos because it's your Disneyland. But if you book a Las Vegas hotel, wouldn't you expect that you can gamble there? In the first place, when I hear there will, if I would would hear there's a uh, Disney's Las Vegas, the first thing I would think about is it would be a, well, what I would call a bit of a kitschy hotel with lots of neon. Mm -hmm. Postmodernism. Uh -huh. Yeah, 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 <laughs> indeed. Post postmodernism. Uh, <laughs> I would think of gambling, but I personally would never assume there would be gambling in a Disney park. For the same reason, you can't buy whiskey in Frontierland. True, would, but you can buy you can. alcohol in all the pavilions in Epcot. Yes, that's true, but the crippling alcoholism of <laughs> the uh, Far West back in the day isn't the same as the, the well, let's call it drinking culture of some countries. I think there's all, it's, it's a theme park you come to be entertained. So the darkness has to be omitted in some way. And then gambling. Gambling but aren't is a, those a weird one. Elements too important to the Las Vegas experience? That's the thing. It's it's weird I gambling. In one way, it's it's entertainment. People do it because it's fun. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, gambling is a bad thing. 
it's it's people get in lots of trouble because of gambling. Uh, yeah, but drinking is also a bad thing, and you can do that. Indeed. In lots of places in Disneyland Paris. I think it's a very deep philosophical debate. <laughs> is gambling allowed? In is gambling allowed? What about drugs? Should we do drugs in Disney parks? Yeah, mafia. It's having mafia characters walking around the hotel would be very fun. <laughs> Threatening Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's the thing I'm I'm I'm. I don't know about this hotel because there isn't a lot. There. You have a few models where you see the outside of the hotel, uh, a few facade uh, drawings. What's going on inside? What What's the inside of a Las Vegas hotel? It's just the most plain, simple hotel? Or what's a Las Vegas hotel? I, I, I don't know. I, I would imagine uh, when I think Las Vegas, I think excess. Excess. I think from excess things in excess, the uh, an excess of luxury. It's all. But but isn't that modern Las Vegas, not 1960s Las Vegas? I don't know. That that was my question. <laughs> I don't know either. I think. Um, yeah, the gambling roadside motels passing through the desert. Roadside. Ro- just be sand in your room. What? That would just be sand and <laughs> I feel like I'm in a desert. <laughs> sand and meth. Classic Las Vegas. And that a gambling the, machine. You sleep in a ga- you ga- sleep on a gambling sleep machine. In a gambling machine. And you can only get out when somebody gets three seven. <laughs> Otherwise you're trapped. <laughs> um but of course the the hotel was um not built in favor of the the Disneyland Hotel, like we like we said in the last podcast, which is um, probably the best call. Thank the gods, <laughs> because well, otherwise we uh, the the Disneyland Hotel is just more content for our podcast. Aha, aha! aha. <laughs> now we can get content out of one that wasn't built and the one that is built. So uh, thank you, Tony. I think I'm true what I wanted to say about the building itself. One thing I still find strange um, about the sense of arrival is um, Venturi really um, uh, gives a present to people coming with the car. Um, because a Las Vegas hotel has a facade with a giant billboard but the backside of a of a Las Vegas building is nothing. It's just a plain wall. So if you come with your car, you get the sequence with the neon boards, you get the entrance, the, the billboard, and then you go to the hotel. But a lot of people arrive in Disneyland Paris, if they come from America or, 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 a, or a faraway country, you come by plane, you take a train, and you come to the train station, um, mm, yeah. and you, you, you walk through Disney Village, and to and to the back side of the hotel so your experience with that hotel is 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 just i've been ripped off <laughs> and like the money wasn't worth I mean, it, it's uh, <laughs> words are uh, strange uh, sounds <laughs> are no, you having so a stroke it's a, you okay? it's it's a plain uh, backside 
nothing themed. Sure, it's very Las Vegas, but it's not a good site to enter in Las Vegas. It's a box. Welcome to Las Vegas. Yeah. So lots of people come um, if you if you come from inland France, but you came with a TGV. If you if you came from Belgium or Netherlands or or uh, Germany, and you came by train, you come through Disney Village through the backside yeah, of that true. building. A lot of people come through that backside of the building, and they they are giving nothing. And uh, of course, you could go walk around uh disney village to the to the the, the little uh, entrance gate but the concept for disney village from the very first day is to get the last bug out of your visitors they all have to go through disney village to their hotel so they eat something buy something just get their money so it won't be logical to make an exception for one hotel oh no the entrance yeah. is over there. Go around. Don't go to Disney Village because you will see the, the the sign. Which I think is quite ironic that of all the hotels that don't go through a super capitalist land that tries to <laughs> get the money out of your wallet, that of those hotels is the Las Vegas Hotel, which for people from Europe, which have a uh, more stereotypical view of America, I am saying stereotypical. I am not saying this is true. <laughs> and for those people, the pinnacle of, of American capitalism and excess is, of course, uh, Las Vegas, where everything is, is, is bigger than life itself. Mm -hmm. That of all those places, the most stereotypically American th thing doesn't take you through super catalyst. <laughs> yeah, of course, on the other hand, it's not it's not logical to enter Las Vegas building without getting there by car. Yeah. But there's such a huge amount of people that we stayed at, at, at Disneyland uh, multiple times together. It it uh it was always by train. Always, yeah. Uh which so is as we said previously in, in the previous episode a blessing yeah so so it the experience we uh would get if, if the if the hotel was built was just walking uh through disney village uh seeing the 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 facade of disney sequoia lodge newport bay uh and new york beautiful facades and then just <laughs> walk in our concrete building let's have some fun in the concrete building First, be confused and think, oh, did we loop back around <laughs> to, to Walt Disney Studios? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh, but no, it's our hotel. Oh, God. So, um, I don't know how that if, how that would have worked, but... I, I think it just uh, wouldn't have worked. Yeah, maybe. I think it would be very unpopular. And as I said, uh, the French were already very opposed to the building of, of Disneyland Paris. But the French are very, very... <laughs> <laughs> uh, they love uh, neon signs <laughs> yeah well um, ha has Gary ever been to France uh, or did he just eat, eat a baguette <laughs> drink some wine and think he uh, he was in the, the French <laughs> state, of, state mind. of mind yeah I, I, I don't know I, I don't know if the, if the stereotype of Gary is very right uh, do Belgians love neon Neon is neon light is beautiful, but 
I won't say we we when I drive past the place that has neon lights mm-hmm. I think one of two things I look through the window yeah, but if there's but drinks in it yeah. it's a night shop <laughs> if there's no drinks the windows are probably uh, closed or covered with curtains it's probably a whorehouse <laughs> those oh. are the two things that I that I yeah. that have that's neon the only lights. things in Belgium that have neon lights but yeah. on the other hand Discovery Land is all outlined with neon lights and Indeed it's beautiful it so um, yeah I don't know it's yeah it's it's neon has a very commercial stereotype mm-hmm. in Belgium at least you can buy expensive food or expensive sex that's the that that that's what neon basically means. that's what neon tells us yeah yeah in belgium because as a building not far from where i live i used to pass all the time i have no idea what's inside the building but it sounds like by neon <laughs> and you know and what it is uh neon lettering art and the windows are always closed <laughs> so i uh, it's not like nobody seems to know what's inside of there <laughs> And they all make the same assumption. It's maybe <laughs> just a uh, shop. somebody living there who likes neon. Maybe you sh- oh, no. shouldn't yeah, make th- such assumptions. There is a sign outside with the name Machiavelli, <laughs> or it's just a a, a uh, cafe for politicians or something. <laughs> that could be it. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I highly doubt it. Neil, if there's so the plot of land that was destined to have the Disney Las Vegas Hotel has now the uh, the, the the convention center. That's where it is. Uh, <laughs> maybe mm, we should have said it anymore. in the beginning of the episode, not at the end. Um, if you could build another American resort, just like all the others are American, what time period or theme or mm. whatever would you pick? I... What, uh, uh, an, uh, another Sequoia Lodge. More Sequoia Lodge. Uh, more, more Sequoias. More, <laughs> more, more. Um, there's one thing about America that intrigues me, but it's a very touchy subject. Something that Disney could never do. Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm really Quakers. <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 Cornflakes Hotel. Quaker Hotel and Casino. Because... Uh, as everybody knows, America has lots of type of cornflakes, which, strangely enough, is a bit of a stereotype <laughs> we've got from America. Yeah. When I went to America, I thought the uh, breakfast buffet would mostly be cornflakes. <laughs> there weren't that many types of cornflakes. Fruit Loops, something else, and something else. Yeah, <laughs> just Fruit Loops, which tasted like not. Sugar. Very, yeah. Mm. Oh, I, I kind of like it, but it's not something. Three bites and then it's quite yeah, alright. Yeah, 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 yeah. But wha- one thing of of yeah. America that interests me, but is a touchy subject, is the American natives. But that's something Disney <laughs> would uh, never. But you have tippies in Disney Crocodile. Yeah, but it, that, 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 that's all just stereotypical. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what else you do with it because. Frankly, it interests me, but I don't know that much about it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's a part of America that's never really discussed when it isn't in a Wild West setting. 
So you mean modern Native Americans? Yeah, just well, houses then, buy, just normal uh, normal American no, houses. <laughs> if you would take some uh, American tribes these yeah, days, you yeah. would get yeah. uh, the same <laughs> a casino. <laughs> uh, yeah, the tip the I think they have so like a li- little tippy village in in David Crockett Ranch. I think it's very very. It, it it's very possible to make uh, like an Indian village over there where you mm-hmm. can clamp. Clamping is a is a is quite popular yeah, thing yeah, to it's do. Popular. Um, and clamping in, in Native American style is, is yeah, it's quite nice. Maybe related to the uh, Native American style would be something interesting to do is build a uh, a colonial village. A bit in the style like um, um, I forgot the name, but the place we went to eat in uh, Walt Disney World. Liberty where, where Tree, tra- Liberty Tree Tavern. Yeah, 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 yeah. You built something like uh, early colonial American. Ah, like, the like Liberty Streets. Or. Yes, kind of. Yeah. Okay. So you do something, something with pilgrims. I like. Uh, they they have got cool hats. The Hall of Pilgrims, but but the Pilgrims murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would like a Native American hotel, and I would like pilgrims everywhere. <laughs> Let's uh, <laughs> indulge ourselves in the uh, myth that they all ate. Share the meal. Yeah. Meat. All right. Yeah. Let's let's just let's stay ignore the murders. Positive. Let's. Uh, Let's do it like every uh, country in the world, uh, ignore genocide. Unless it's someone else who did it. If it's you, uh, you ignore it. Uh, Armenian genocide? No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Congo, wait, what? <laughs> what? Uh, no, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, I think those are, are my ideas. I think the hotels. Do you think it's time to leave the American? Mer- the, everything is American now. All the hotels are American. You think it's time to? We we don't need more hotels. That's I know. quite clear, especially now. But um, oh, Canada Hotel, <laughs> Martin Short. It's <laughs> uh, just a round hotel. In the form of a hockey puck. Uh huh. Yes, it's in the form of a giant maple leaf. I think in in Disneyland Paris, it's not a discussion of uh, which hotel we would like, but which hotel we would miss the miss the least if it would go away, because yeah, it's a bigger chance that we hotels. leave something than that we get something. Unfortunately, yes, because that's happen. That's what happens when you build uh, more rooms than <laughs> than than. Uh, and well, uh, the current. Um, global health crisis ah. isn't helping i didn't know t- what global health ah is yeah. this why we are not um not recording this together s- and sitting uh, each in our separate bunkers this time i thought this was just uh out of ease <laughs> to uh not ruin the planet by using gas to drive to your apartment aha <laughs> very very we're ecological warriors yeah. that's why we do it not the global health crisis you know, in the in the future, we would uh, we would like to um, record together, but only if the, the 
time is right again. Uh, we don't go to I Disneyland at this die. moment. Also, we no. uh, we haven't been for we don't want to die for uh, f- since since the beginning of the of the lockdown in Belgium. We haven't come to Disneyland. We were gonna go exactly uh, when lockdown was going to start. Yeah, like three days before, and uh, we cancelled it because we sort of felt what was coming, sort of. And we were right because the day we were going, uh, Disneyland closed yeah. sometime after midday. Yes. No, just at night. Didn't close that day. Didn't it close? No. Didn't it close earlier? No. You're sure? Yeah. I think it, I'm pretty sure it, it, it closed earlier than it was supposed to close. No. 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 <laughs> I'll believe you, but I <laughs> it's just like have a very vivid <laughs> memory of you telling me. <laughs> One in the afternoon. Okay, guys, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, but there, there barely was anyone there that day. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I know Turnip was, was lower than it used to be. Uh, that's possible. It was a, a, a Friday. Indeed, yeah. Um, I think... Uh, or no, uh, I don't know, <laughs> but but uh, uh, say what, it. what <laughs> nothing. What would you do for if we entertain the notion that there aren't enough hotels in Disneyland Paris? <sighs> what would you build on the giant uh, convention space? Not convention space, uh, lot. What do we have left in American history that's um. Mm, f- f- fill the space, Neil. Fill the space. To talk about something. Yeah, the thing is, uh, the the hotels already gave give a pretty good image of of lots of of different aspects of America. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very hard to to find a niche. The, a uh, a settlers hotel where you where you sleep in bandwagons and oh that would be cool <laughs> sleeping in wagons yeah yeah like like you're on the Oregon Trail yeah dying of dysentery and you you yeah. the the restaurant you get dragged out by wolves in the middle of the night and eaten the restaurant yeah. is a is a train that stops in the in the in the little village on the on the I I. I highly doubt that when you're going to <laughs> somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah there, there are, are trains, train tracks there. <laughs> the natives had a very large network of train tracks. <laughs> okay, that's true. That's they true. But I, I want a restaurant and a train, train man. I, I, I want a restaurant where the in a train man in a train man in a train, train man. man. It's it's a man made of trains. No, we're just uh, the. He formed a superhero team with Tiger Man, Tiger Man and Train Man. You you look out of the window while dining, and you're just looking out to vast wilderness, American Western wilderness, and and each uh, between courses, you the train stops, and uh, some bandits get on it, and 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 you're killed, and (laughs) interact with you, little role play. Mm, role play. <laughs> I uh, not in a sexual way. <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, I'm glad we're not sitting episode. together. <laughs> uh, no. Very. Uh, but uh, I said the hmm because uh, there is going to be an episode about that about 
cast members as actors, the guest role playing, and uh, theme parks as some kind of theater. But more about that in that uh, episode. Looking forward to it already. <laughs> yeah, because it's an episode you don't have to do research for. Uh-huh. I will have. I'll do a little bit of reading, but light reading. I'll sleep <laughs> because <laughs> you're obsessed. Fact, it is. But uh, have, uh, you already got an idea for your hotel. Uh, bandwagons. Oh yeah, bandwagons. <laughs> But I think uh, our little ramble about hotels and bandwagons is is a good place to end. Was because we uh, we've been uh, yelling about Las Vegas and Elvis Presley for almost one and a half hours. Yes, ah, amazing. Um, amazing. How time? Do flies. we have to say something to the one person listening that's now getting a T-shirt? <laughs> apparently, um, uh, I've got. Uh, 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 if you want to uh, yell at us about something, ask us a question, uh, suggestions for episodes, or if you just want to say something to us, we've got Twitter, at Gangsakoya. And if you would like a more personal, private way to communicate with us, you can DM us on Twitter, or uh, you can now mail at us at the Sequoia Gang, like our podcast name, at gmail.com. No, our podcast is named Sequoia Cast. Ah, the Sequoia Cast. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> don't mail to that, that email address also exists. I claim that. Uh-huh. But I don't look at that email address <laughs> anymore. So don't mail to that email address, but mail us at the Sequoia Cast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Uh, you can just send an, Im- uh, send an uh, email about whatever you want. Uh, Whatever. If you if you want to say, don't ramble on after the podcast, send it. If you want to say, only the ramble on after the podcast, say it. Send it. Uh, if, if you, you want to say, uh, don't be that uh, uh, that Flemish, please. Yeah. <laughs> Stop also, saying Ali so much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't laugh that awkward. Uh, all yeah, <laughs> all yeah. opinions are uh, all are opinions welcome. Are welcome. Um, Twitter or uh, the SequoiaCast at gmail.com. I think there's a there's a huge chance you know us from Twitter. Not that we have a lot of followers, but <laughs> from where else would people know us? Yeah, th- if you find this by accident, I'm sorry for you that you have to uh, <laughs> listen through this. But uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's about it. You can send us on Twitter. You can send us an email. Um, y- the first person who ever sent us probably gets a. He will be no. He, he get gets something. He he gets will a, get something. They will he get something. or she gets a they T-shirt will get and will be the third host of our podcast. Because I'm fed up with Neil. <laughs> you can just uh, you can just join us. <laughs> I I don't care at this point. <laughs> All right, and at that uh, slightly <laughs> depressing note, <laughs> we will end this. My name has been Neil. I think my name was Lars. And this was the Sequoia cast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sending something. Stop drawing this out.